I'm, hey, everybody. Welcome to Starbull's House of Bell. This is episode 75, and Steve and I have, have had a good, long conversation. We did the whole show and didn't realize that one of us wasn't recording. So goodbye, everybody. But goodbye, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. We're good. What's up? Uh, this is auspicious. It has been so long since I've done a shoe. I feel so out of practice. This is our 75th episode. I just said that. And I sound like a broken record. Steve, you doing all right today? I'm doing good, man. What's up with you? I'm, I'm happy. Other than sounding like a broken record. Man, and this episode's not going to get up tonight, people. I know you've had to wait long for enough for anyone anyway, but I'm busy with the Cloverfield tonight. So, Oh, uh, you're going to get to see it tonight, huh? My lady of the night. Well, I saw part of it last night. and um, I'm sorry, what? I saw part of it last night. Part. Part. And... Um, the cam on cam action just isn't something that does this film justice. So <laughs> you know what? We're just gonna go. We, I've got the tickets, and I'm just gonna go see it tonight. I got you. I'm counting. I'm like f- f- minus. Four. You don't know how long I've been. You know how long I've been waiting on this. Oh sure, we started sure. Hanging out right around that time period. But we, speaking of which, I got a compliment the other day. Somebody that listens to the show. We got an email talking about. Um, how often we have to get together to do this. And I'm like, yeah, we live like six hours apart. And they're like, it sounds like you're in the same room. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. That, that means a lot. Listen, that, that really does mean a lot. That does mean a lot. So, so anyway, that being said, I'm looking forward to Cloverfield. You can, all your punk asses can get this episode tomorrow. <laughs> That's the gist of that. Uh, and you should all be going to see Cloverfield tonight too. I'm not going to be able to see it till tomorrow night. Well, nobody cares about you. Okay. There's a, <laughs> there's a Star Trek trailer in front of it, if anybody's a Star Trek fan. Hey, and that thing's been bootlegged to YouTube, by the way. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's a teaser. Yeah, but it's kind of a sucky teaser. Well, I mean, it's the Enterprise. They're banking on the fact that all the Trekkies are just going to get like stand up in their seats and raise up because of the Enterprise being on screen. I'm interested to see see what happens. So, let's get some of the logistics out of the way. I'm very sorry that for most of the time period last night, the forums were down, if you're a forum user on uh, our site. Um, Our company that that does all our web hosting for Tangent and Skynext and Shoe and uh, the 10th Wonder and everything, uh, (laughs) they had their 20th anniversary yesterday of web hosting. I don't know how you had... 20 years of web I don't know what they did in their first year, but uh, in the midst of their 20th anniversary yesterday, they uh, uh, the site went down, a bunch of our URLs went down, so we weren't able to access. The forums were still there. Because Somebody all, was celebrating 20 years, sir. Yeah, apparently. Like, the forums. This is getting people confused. The forums.housevelpodcast.com is just a forwarding URL. That's not the actual URL to the forums. It's just a lot easier than remembering the actual url to the thing so that's just the service that we provide for all you fine fine people out there well now i'm the internet was around in 1987 yes i was the, late getting on that internet train then. the computer was as big as this room was well, al gore was born when did al gore create the internet because that's how far you got to go back to that's he also true. he also invented pants <laughs> so anywho and global that, warming Hey, I, we were bored on the forums. Thanks for anybody who tried to cheer me up. I don't. Did, did you win, Steve? That's you may up have to you. Won. I don't know. You may have won. I don't I, think actually, Hawkeye made you laugh. I'm sorry. Actually, That's an old joke. Yeah, Hawkeye. That was lame. <laughs> 
Sorry, you 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 get you get a twenty four hour ban from the forums because yeah. <laughs> um, of that. Um, what actually cheered me up most, and this is she related, and then we're gonna, you know, we we get canned on because always the first fifteen minutes is nothing about Smallville or Superman, and then we get into it. But this actually is very much related. I was sitting at work today. I started a new job about two weeks ago, and I was sitting in my office and heard the shoe theme music coming from another office at the at the business and I went to find it and there was a guy listening and but anyway come to find out that, that he listened to shoe the guy you work with but didn't realize it was me now what's I want you to tell the part of the story where he refused to believe for a little bit that it was actually you oh well I was just not, not so much that but it was I mean yeah it was kind of like hey that's not you of course well, he was listening to your episode from Two weeks ago. Right. We didn't get one out last week. Two weeks ago, I was with John Schneider in Atlanta. I was in Steve's neck of the woods, and Steve refused to come see me, and I... Now, really let's not... Me. Don't say it like that. Now, you know no, I had real-life job stuff to do. You you coached... A, you you talked through a basketball game. Nobody cares. But anyway, I was with... Um, I was with Papa Schneider over in Atlanta. But this has some Smallville real world, world girth to it, because... John actually has footage the night they sh- the not that I can't talk today the night they shot his last scene of reckoning um the last scene that he filmed is when Lana dies and Jonathan pulls Clark off of her body you know he's like hovering over her and he pulls him back and says there's nothing you could have done that's the last thing Schneider ever filmed He's got his footage from that on his own handy cam that he shot, and he's given it to me. We're gonna put it out through shoe for everybody to see. So this is this will be world, you know, first time ever national footage that nobody's ever released of this before. So that's gonna be fun. We Back should we this. should try to do like looping and get the actual word, like do one of just the raw footage, and then try to get the actual words and music in there from the show. Why? Just as an experiment, fun. Okay. Well, no. How about no? No. What else has been going on? Anything Superman, Smallville, shoe related? Uh, um, the their official picks from Siren up. Well, we're not to the Smallville headlines yet. Well, you know to, what? Someone didn't send me an agenda. Hey, uh, we're winging it. Not really. <laughs> we know what we're doing. Sorry, I'm very happy to be back because it's been so long. We did that, and then thank you for sticking in last week, or the week before last, and last week we were very in-depth with starting our new podcast, the Skynext podcast for Terminator the Terracana Chronicles, because we had to get two episodes of that out because Fox aired two episodes when it premiered, so we were busy with that. And Two just, episodes in like two days' time, too, by yeah, the way. Which yeah. you did a phenomenal job of getting that done. That was a feat, sir, and thank you so much for, for being my wingman on that one. I'll so, be your wingman anytime. <clears throat> Thank you, Iceman. Now, here's the thing. So we got this podcast, we got Shoe, but we're not going to let it take away from Shoe because this is our bread and butter. No matter what you might think based on the way we're doing right now. Very much so, because this is <laughs> this is what it's all about. This is what they appreciate from us. I, don't, I wouldn't know that at all. I've probably just lost half the people. And if you did, yeah, well, I'm sorry. So, um, But let's just talk a little bit about stuff going on. Um, very soon, not, not pulling my own chain, not tooting my own horn. Just want to let you know, because, um, it's you guys that actually got me in this position, but, uh, you should be able to see my writing in the Smallville magazine, hopefully with starting with the next issue. If not the next one, it'll be the one after that. 
Congratulations, uh, sir. Thank you. Was not looking for that, but just wanted to. It, it, it's you guys, your support, and the support of the show, and things that y'all do, and the forums and everything that just kind of showed people that, and you know, sent some writing samples and bada bing, bada boom. So any I've type got, of sneak peek you can give us as to what will be in there by Derek. I can't. I, the first one I want to, but it's so hush hush right now. I really can't. Okay, that's cool. Um, it's going to be fun though if if they approve it. I've written it. And it's up for approval right now. If not, I've got to go back to the drawing board and either fix some things or start on a new article. Um, but this is where I'm starting at with Smallville Magazine. So hopefully um, the Smallville production team will, if you're listening, will uh, greenlight what I've written. Because I, I think it's going to be a really, in light of the writer's strike and a few other things, It's a. it was really fun to write the outline and the treatment and stuff I did for it. It's very... Something that the fans of Smallville, especially the fans of Houseville, will really enjoy. No, it has nothing to do with a mole. Don't get that out of your head right now. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but uh, mole I, I hope two thousand. Yeah, mole two thousand. So I hope that comes out for issue twenty six. I think is the next one. But if not, maybe issue twenty seven, or I have to do another article, which is fine if I do. I just hope that they do this thing right now. But we are. How many minutes in? We got to go fifteen minutes of nothing, and then the rest is Smallville. Is that is that the agenda? <laughs> we got here about for six the, more minutes, pal. Uh, six more minutes. So, what'd you eat today? No, I went to I went to Zaxby's. No, today. we're not doing. Oh, did oh. Zaxby's? Did you? Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, there has been a lot of Smallville and Superman stuff going on in the time that we've been gone. We have gotten a Persona trailer. We've gotten a Persona official description. We've gotten Siren images. All kinds of really cool stuff that's been happening. We've got the actual schedule of when episodes are going to air and when we come back in two weeks we've got who is playing uh dr swan's daughter so just lots of in the 14 maybe 15 i don't know i think she's just in traveler as yeah it's traveler she's in she's definitely in that one we don't know if she's in veritas yet right so let's let's just start at the meat of it and we have the actress that's going to be playing patricia swan gina holden i believe that's how you pronounce her name make a 40-year-old virgin reference here right now, but I'm not going to, because that's kind of the way the name presents itself. But she will be playing the daughter of Dr. Virgil Swan, a.k.a. Christopher Reeve, from season two and three of Smallville. I'm hoping she's also the daughter daughter of Bridget Crosby, because I just think that would be cool. But I don't know if that's the case or not. Any insight into that, Steve? Um, well, in season four, in the, in the first episode of season four, when Bridget Crosby, the only time we really saw any interaction with Bridget Crosby... No, she we see ab- her foot later on. That well, I mean, well, it, by interaction, I mean like we actually hear her speak, and there's some dialogue there. Word. Um, I feel like uh, she alluded to a relationship that they had had. So, oh yeah, you know, it, which it, was a throwback I think it's to a the possibility. I think it's an intense possibility. I hope so. I think it may not be something that's even mentioned. I don't know. But hopefully that'll be something that comes up. So we're looking forward to that with episode 14, Traveler, which should be airing on March 27th. Now, the shooting schedule, or the shooting schedule, they've already shot them all. They've, the uh, airing schedule, January 31st. In two weeks, we come back with episode 710, Persona. Then we're looking at February 7th with Siren. And then February 14th on Valentine's Day, we will have episode 712, Fracture. And then February 21st through March the 13th is going to be more repeats. And they've kind of just re ran everything in the past few weeks, so I don't know what they're going to go back and do now. Um, last night they showed Wrath, and I imagine they'll show Blue next week before showing Persona, so you can throw Gemini in there. But 
I don't know. There may be they may not even show repeats on some of those nights. There may be a CW movie night. There may be America's Next Top Model free for all. Who knows? Any insight into that, Steve? No. Okay. You're Sorry. Full of Sorry. it. Sorry. I got I've got nothing there. <laughs> March twentieth, episode seven thirteen. Hero will show the return of Pete Ross, and then March twenty seventh, we will have Traveler, and then we still don't have a definite date on episode 15 yet veritas which is now officially the season finale sadness sadness but not going to be disappointed with this finale at all folks it's going to be amazing it is all uh, i've already said auspicious it is i can't say fabulous because people make fun of me it's terrific It's fabulous it's fabulous it it, no it's so it's gonna be you're just everybody's gonna it's, it's going to be amaze. a jaw hits the floor. I can't believe we have to wait X amount of months to come back to this. Steve, Steve's seen it, everybody. Steve saw it. Email It's him. amazing. It's it's amazing. I have no idea what happens in it. For all I know, Michael Rosenbaum's walking around like a clown through the whole episode. So I got no idea. Moving on. <clears throat> I'm still finding a little something. I'm sorry for that. Persona trailer. How about that? Dude. Oh my gosh. Was that not great? And I don't know if it's because it's been six weeks since we've seen any Smallville at all, you know, anything new out of Smallville. Or, Has it or, been or six what? weeks? It's so been it's like Gemini six weeks. Or? Well, it's been it's been four or five, yeah. <laughs> it's been a week, yeah. <laughs> It gets a little less every time. It's been it's been twelve. It's been eighty seven weeks. I guess I'm thinking it's six weeks when once when Persona airs, it'll have been six weeks since Gemini. Yeah, but I mean, it's been almost a month. It literally has been a month. Been a month. We've really it's got anything new out of Smallville. Night, last night was probably four week mark. So yeah, it's been a month. You know, so the Persona trailer is just. I mean, number one, you're just chomping at the bit to get anything, and then number two, it's uh, just from the moment of the reboot. And it, oh my gosh. <clears throat> great shots of James Marshall's. Most of it's from previous instances. The final two shots do show interaction between Brainiac and Bizarro, and Brainiac and Dax are played by Mark McClure, who was Jimmy Olsen in the old Superman movies. Well, and you get to hear James Marshall say, I am the brain interactive construct. Yes. <laughs> do not underestimate me. Very mm. cool. Very cool. Going to be a huge episode. Probably should be two hours because I really don't know how they're going to fit all that stuff into it. You had an interesting thought about um, uh, Bazana earlier. Yeah, Bazana. <laughs> well, the, you know, would would Bizarro coming in and like really getting behind Lana and in, in, in all of her endeavors to kind of spy on Lex and try to bring Lex down and and him just jumping right in to help her? She's just so caught up in the joy of that. When Clark comes back, this is obviously not something Clark, the route Clark would want to take or want to do. And so when Lana realizes that she's been with fake Clark all the time, when she's been with Bizarro, what kind of wedge is that going to drive between she and Clark that she actually liked the way Bizarro was wanting to handle business and not Clark? Eh, that's a good point. I, I hope she hadn't got it on with Bizarro. I mean, well, they were getting along swimmingly. Sure, they can get along fine. Hopefully, they've learned their lesson about the um, sexual escapades. Well, I don't mean. Yeah, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking that route. I'm just thinking about. Just oh, you the, were? No, I heard you. You were, <laughs> you were all about the bazaar. That's no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that the, this is obviously. You're a, you're a sad, strange little man, Steve. <laughs> you make me sick. Uh, 
<laughs> I suck at life. Ooh, Vazana's going to be in this episode. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> Lana having getting it on with a with a phantom that just happened to have some of Clark's DNA. It's the shortest shipper ever. <laughs> but no, I just I just look at it and I say that there's going to definitely be some tension there between those two because what I'm, yeah, I mean Clark's not going to come back and say let's take Lex down this way because number one he doesn't want to put Lana in that danger. But number two, I mean, he doesn't want to be the underhanded, I have my own little bat cave where I'm spying on everybody guy either. Well, let's read the official description for Persona and see let, see what it makes of the Bizana relationship. It reads from the CW, Bizarro takes over Clark's life and tracks down Brainiac. While Clark is frozen in the fortress, Bizarro takes over his... That's not spelled right. Oh yeah, it is. Bizarro takes over his life with Lana, unaware she is with Bizarro. Lana enjoys the quote-unquote new Clark and shares info she's gathered on a serial killer who is draining the victims of all trace minerals. Ooh. The two conclude it must be Brainiac. Yes, Sergeant Marsters. And Bizarro sets off to find him. Lex is stunned at Lionel's reaction after Grant reveals he is a clone of Julian. I don't... Mark McClure, Jimmy Olsen from the Superman films, got stars of Dexter. He's not a clone of Julian. I don't. I mean, well, is he not? I guess he. Well, you know, they didn't really explain that. Right. They've never said that. And that's where we talked a couple of weeks ago, or I guess three weeks ago, about um, the whole what Lex would have had to do to clone Julian. I mean, there's some sadistic stuff going on there if he if he you know went after. And actually cloned Julian. But he's just equally as sadistic if he just cloned somebody and gave him memories to be Julian. I don't know. I think if you go exhume the body of a dead baby to get DNA. Well, I don't know. My mind is just it's just it's just as weird. Well, it's twisted either way. You're making up a best friend. That's that's true. I'd rather go actually have some embodiment of the best friend than make him up. That's true. Meet me at the local cemetery tonight where we will see. You know, I just, I get this awkward feeling about it. And I don't, not to get into too much, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think we're going to have to worry about Julian slash Grant too much after this episode anyways. No, I don't, I don't either. I don't know. Um, I, the, what, what's interesting there is Lionel is that Lex is going to be surprised by Lionel's reaction. Yes. Almost like Lex would expect Lionel to be angry and, or he's not, or Lex would expect Lionel to accept him and he doesn't. All the more reason yeah. for Lex to get rid of Grant. Right. You know, it, Lex Luthor, owner of the Daily Planet, by the way, let's not gloss over that fact. You just like saying your last name. Anyway, um, well, it's not really that. <laughs> I mean, yes, Lex is now owner of the Daily Planet. Lex is going <clears> to <throat> start figuring out some more things about how awful Lionel was as when he was a kid over the next few episodes. I, I honestly believe that. I think this whole psychotic break thing is going to kind of be re reintroduced over the next several episodes. Not in the same vein that it was season three. Not in the, we got to give him shock therapy and all that kind of stuff, but some stuff that may have been suppressed, I think it's going to come back to light. Yeah, because, you know, you get the idea that no matter how evil and how bad Lex Luthor is, that he, that he's not someone that's dealing with psychoses that much. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and so 
you know, and while I feel like that was tied up enough, if they even come in and just and just seal that whole thing shut, you know, where he can be over stuff by bringing up these repressed situations, and that would be, that's going to be an interesting journey. Right, right. Well, we'll see how that happens. We do have an email real quick I will read about, this is from Philip, about talking about Clark's captivity in the fortress. What's up, Philip? Hey, Philip. Derek and Steve, I was listening to your theory on Clark's captivity, and I thought I would offer two other possibilities. Option Ooh, number one. Two of them. Two of them. Option number one, what if Jor-El wasn't responsible for encasing Clark in the ice at all, but simply put Clark in a stasis field, forcing him to resume his training, similar to the field he was put in during his last training experience. I assume he's talking about Arrival. Then Bizarro, after somehow freezing himself, but without the help of Jor-El, went to the fortress in order to gain some insight into a weakness of Clark he could exploit. Once there and seeing Clark in his vulnerable state, he makes the most of the situation and encases him in the ice tomb. This would explain Bizarro's calmness in carrying on the charade. I think that's supposed to be charade. Knowing Clark wouldn't be showing up anytime soon. That's option number one. That's option, option one. That's Thank option you, one. Option two is, option I've B. always been uncomfortable with Brainiac's def- uh, demise at the fortress, as well as his ships inexplicably disappearing. When he was impaled by the crystal in the console, who's to say he didn't corrupt infect it when he bled all over it? in the same manner he infected the lab tech. If he had, then perhaps it's been Brainiac in the fortress this whole time. He imprisoned Clark, freed Bizarro, and is plotting his next move. The answer to where Bizarro was imprisoned eludes me. I doubt the Martian Manhunter would have been thoughtless enough to place him in the zone. Keep in mind he does possess Kal-El's DNA, and therefore he could use his blood to escape as well. Thank that, you, Philip. That, sa- <laughs> that said, it would make his escape easy to explain. He could have either remembered it himself, got help from Zod, or help from Brainiac in the fortress. Keep up the great commentary. Hope this spurs debate, Philip. A um, couple things I, I, I want to run through, and then I'll let you hit it, Steve. Uh, I like how he... the hmm, I don't know. I like how he's saying that maybe he his, his punishment was to start training, and then Brainiac, uh, or Bizarro, did something. But we saw that Clark was able to break out of the the training the first time around when he saw Chloe. That's true. He, you know, he was able to stop it himself. He heard Chloe and he stopped. And I think if Bizarro was jarring him around, he would, the, you know, the force field would stop as well. Option yeah, two. If he started to freeze up, he'd know something was wrong. Option two. I, I like your comment about Brainiac because I've always felt that was really weird myself. Uh, now, I doubt very seriously he's been at the helm of the fortress this entire time because I think with that kind of technology at his hands, he would have already been back full force a long time ago. And um, <clears throat> there's some aspects to how... How do I say this? Brainiac has to do certain things in order to reboot. Uh, this trace mineral thing is one of those, but there's a couple other aspects he has to do to reboot that technology like from the fortress isn't going to abound by him so being up at the north really wouldn't help brainiac at all he wouldn't benefit from it uh i do agree that the ship you know all that disappearing it was just you know into that you know all we get left is the ash which that's that's how he comes back so that makes sense but it kind of sucks that we had to lose the ship over that because that was a ba ship um and thank you for the part about Bizarro having Clark's memory long enough to, to know getting into the Phantom Zone how he could get out. Steve, yes, I want to. I want to double that. Thank you, Philip, because uh, that's, there, 
well, I said it first while you were reading the thing. There's been some uh, there's there's been some talk on the forum, and and there are some people who just they keep going back to this phantom zone thing, and I just don't think that that's possible, and I don't think that's it at all. Um, I, I don't know that Jorel looks at Clark doing his training as punishment. I mean, obviously, at the end of Blue, you know, Jorel was was attempting to punish Clark, and so I don't think that Jorel looks at Clark's training as the punishment he wants to give him. I think that Clark is in that crystal or that ice or whatever it is. You know, at the hands of Jarrell, the fortress, um, and 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 again, I come back to what we said earlier. I just think it's a matter of the fortress or Jarrell in the fortress was not aware that Brainiac was rebooting and that here was Bizarro still, you know, coming back. Right. Um, and as far as Brainiac actually oozing into the fortress, I agree with you, where you say that, that he would have had all that power and technology in his hands. He would have been back a long time ago. Um, I do go back to, was it the beginning of season six, Zod? Premiere yep. episode of season six? You know, Brainiac's function you through... You call yourself a host. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, the Brainiac's function in Smallville was initially to bring Zod out of the Phantom Zone. That was his that was what he was after the whole time. And um and so I think once well, you gotta remember that all the instances of Brainiac changed too. Originally their intent was to have Clark portray Zod. There wasn't gonna be a like there wouldn't be a Clark. Instead of Lex getting possessed by Zod, <clears throat> Clark was going to be possessed by Zod. Right. And they were going to have to find a way to get him out of that. The, the normal people of Smallville, his mother and yes. Lionel, were going to have to find a way to get him out of that situation. And then <clears throat> we didn't have the computer virus thing. The actual virus that they were mass producing was going to be a widespread outbreak into the people and kill a crapload of people all over the world. And at the last minute they changed that and instead it became a technology virus. Which was a nice little... Um which, based on what they were doing within the show, was a nice little twist on things, that they end up using the virus they were putting together to be an inoculation in, yeah. rather than a virus. But but when, when Zod comes to Earth and he goes to the ship and he gets the hard drive out of the ship, it's almost like Brainiac's last function or whatever has pretty much been fulfilled. And, you know, he wasn't expecting, I guess, to be destroyed or to be shut down the way he was. and um, And so... I don't know. I don't have a problem with the ship being gone. I like the look of the ship and everything. They repainted it and brought it back for um, Kara. And <laughs> and um, but I I don't. I mean, I don't know. I know he wasn't. I I really don't think Brainiac was in the fortress at all. And that I don't think he's been pulling any strings outside of just trying to reboot himself this whole time. Good questions, Philip. Yeah, thanks, Philip. Spur of debate. Spur of debate. Phil, can we I call also- you Phil? Phil. Can we be frank? Uh, there's also some siren images, but because they don't have Black Canary in them, uh, we won't even make reference to them. Well, there are Although some. They they, do, Ollie's there. Ollie's there, but he's looking, I'm not even. I'm not even. I mean, I, I heard that. Well, I don't, don't get your hopes up on Diana's costume, girls. I'll tell you that much. If you want a heroine to look up to, let it, <laughs> let it fall somewhere else. I don't think this is going to be the bread and butter you were looking for. Okay, well, we've been promising to do this for like a month now, yep. and we haven't gotten around to it, and we haven't gotten around to it. We're doing it today. Superman video games. If you're a video game connoisseur, let's let's take you all the way back, all the way back to like 1983, where it all began with the Atari 2600. I have this game. 
and there's nothing to this game except nostalgia because there's nothing you can do except change from Clark Kent into Superman. <laughs> You've played this before, haven't you? I don't remember ever playing the Atari 2600 game, though. I'm going to try to in the AAC. I think I've got images from most of these games, courtesy of Steve or Superman homepage and, and a few other places, but there's... Um, there's some images out there for these games, and I'm going to try and put them. Superman on Atari looks like combat. It's very much the same style. But, you know, you, there's a guy in a suit, and then he walks into a phone booth, and then you change into Superman, and the only thing that makes you Superman is there's a little red line coming out the back of your neck that looks like a cape. Ah, uh, Atari 2600. How we that's miss you. That's where it was at, son. <laughs> we do miss you. We do miss you. But that's Atari 2600. There's nothing really to that game. I think there's something about a bridge being down, and you're supposed to save people off of it. All those, Every Atari game that's based around a movie looks like Pitfall with a different level. Yes, except for E.T., which no one ever figured out what you were doing there. E.T. was one of the weirdest video games of all time. I Wouldn't you agree with that? I would I mean, definitely just, agree uh, with that. Yes. I have that one, too, and that's a very hard one. So let's get to where things got a little bit more uh, special around, I guess this was around 87 or 88, Superman for the NES. I have this game. Uh, this game equally sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever played this one? I don't. I never knew that there was a Superman on NES. I played a Spider-Man Sinister Six, like Revenge of the Sinister Six game on NES. It's it's really one of the earliest ventures into the game that actually has something happen. Um, I don't. I don't even know how to explain this. Like you, you get missions and stuff to do from the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty talks to you in this game. Man, I I don't want to offend anybody, but the Japanese definitely developed that. I'm sorry. Well, the sta- I'm sorry. It is actually the Statue of Freedom because this is Metropolis and not New York. Uh, but th- the Statue of Freedom tells you where General Zod is, and you have to go fight General Zod and stuff. Oh wow! Well, uh, no, it's, don't it's don't be surprised. Really well. Just because Zod's in it doesn't make it cool. <laughs> no, and really, you don't even get like X-ray st- vision and stuff. You get super breath to blow people away. And you get super flight, but I think you just kind of hover, if I remember correctly. You don't move and fly? You can, but only for a certain period of time, and then you have to, then you come back to the ground and you got to build it up again. Man, they were going Golden Age Superman there then. And you can't, like, one hit and you're dead. That's not Superman. No, it's not Superman at all. They, listen, they took some game and just painted over. In the, the 8-bit graphics and called They gave it, it the Mario Brothers 2 treatment. That's right. Okay. Well, then we go jump ahead a few years. I actually had this game, too. I cannot believe I had most of these games. Commodore 64, Superman, the Man of Steel. Did you have a Commodore 64, I never had Steve? a Commodore 64. Well, the Man, the man of Steel fi- uh, fights Darkseid in this one? Really? Yeah. This is, this is uh, post-NES, the Commodore 64? Yes. This is probably... Eighty nine, ninety. Huh. This is this is as Commodore sixty four was going definitely out the out the door. Um, I don't really remember. You've got the powers in this one, but other than that, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, he fights Dark Side. Yeah. Crazy. Um, you fight robots. Of course. I remember that. There's a lot of robots, but you're you're for the most part you're indestructible. That's because you're Superman, um, yo. And you've got the actual Superman theme playing in this one, the John Williams theme oh. when you're fighting, which makes it 
that much cooler. Playing MIDI style, of course. Yeah, for you know, sixteen bit. Bunch of beats. So let's jump ahead several years to what I still say is probably the best Superman game ever created for the SNES. That uh, was actually in Genesis too, but I didn't have a second Genesis. The Death and Return of Superman. Because you can play everybody. You play Superman. You play the four Supermen. You play Supergirl. I like to play Supergirl. Mm. Hmm. Anyway, um, I mean, it's everything. It's, it's, you know, you fight Doomsday. The Justice League can't stop, you know, they can't even stop him. It's, it's a fun game. It's a side scroller. But I like those old SNES side scrollers. I do too. too. The the SNES side scrollers always reminded me of some of like the arcade games you go play, and like get four people around them, yeah, and do and do the side scrolling games there. But I remember there's like street riots. I mean, it was like the Rodney King verdict of Superman was you know getting there's people looting and stuff that you have to stop. Well, it's a world without Superman, dog. No, I mean it's like while you're still alive. Oh wow! I mean, you don't start out the game and you're dead. So I mean you you're you're alive for a little while but I mean there's like looting and stuff going on while doomsday which I guess there would be in this day and age if you know the only real hero is fighting the giant monster and all the police are trying to take down the thing too so he doesn't kill everybody you're going to be getting a 48 inch plasma screen <laughs> out the out the best buy you know I mean it's going to happen uh, so you fight doomsday in that game yeah well do you I mean do you intentionally die well, yeah, I mean, it happens. Okay. It's like cutscenes and stuff. Oh, I gotcha. Not really cutscenes because it's not video, but. Uh, I know, you know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's the old the, SNES, man. The the best way to explain some things to you. Um, there's a Superman arcade game. I've never played this. Have you ever played this? I didn't know there was a Superman arcade game. What year is this from? This is from 88. I, I've never even seen this before. I just I, I got a friend to tell me about some of these, um, yeah, but yeah, you find these in an arcade place. Well, I no, no, I do remember this. We had this at a Pizza Hut, in in the town where I grew up. I do remember this. I, I don't think I ever had money for it. The big arcade That's, games I always played were I've always played. I love the Tron arcade game. I just like skee ball. <laughs> I'm trying to remember this, and I, I I've got I fifty the, tickets. What can I get with this? You get a you can get an eraser, kid. You get one ticket. <laughs> Here, have a slinky. There you go. They never even got a slinky. The slinky was like two thousand. Now let's see what all goes into this one. There apparently there's a lot of villains in it. Um, different stages. There's American cities like San Diego and Vegas. You fight in Washington D.C., Mount Rushmore. Superman fights in Washington. There's two in Mount Rushmore. Superman and Metropolis is in ruin. There's a two-player. There are two. Super, the second player controls a Superman with a red and gray outfit and has all the powers of the original Superman. Speaking of powers, the Superman, in addition to having super strength, flight, and heat vision, also have the ability to conjure up a glowing yellow sphere and hurl said sphere at their enemies with explosive results. Hey! Nifty, yes, but doesn't Superman have enough powers as it is? Well, do they, more, the question is, do they have the cellophane S-shield? Even more, yeah, even more peculiar is that whenever an enemy or a Superman is killed, they transform into a holographic body outline and fade from sight. Huh. So it's virtual Superman, well, it's Superman Red, Superman Blue is what it is. 
before well, the Superman not, Red, Superman Blue thing. Not technically. If you want to be a jerk about it. Well, I'm just saying. No, you're a jerk. That's what it sounds like. You're the jerk. You're the, who's been insulting me this whole time? Um, Who's been insulting me since the day we met? Touche. There's a Superman Game Boy game. I never played that. I couldn't afford a Game Boy. That was based on the animated series, wasn't it? I think so. Um, I don't remember this. The bulk of the gameplay centers around the toughest superhero in town scouring the landscape for keys. As if it weren't ridiculous enough for the Man of Steel to be rummaging around Metropolis for keys when Superman routinely makes his own entrance by smashing through walls and ceilings alike. It turns out that there is no door at the end of the stage. <laughs> so why would you be looking for freaking keys the whole time? I'm Superman. I'm looking for keys. His punches are somewhat ineffective as his arms have the reach of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. On the downside, he doesn't have heat vision or freezing breath, but he does have the ability to jerk forward suddenly and slam into his enemies, oddly enough, only harming himself. He doesn't exactly look the part either, as the graphics are atrocious. Uh, then again, so is the music and sound effects. In short, this game is one steaming pile of brown kryptonite. Well, aren't they just... That was a great description. Did you write that? I did not write that. I was going to say, I, I can totally see how you're writing for Small Bill Magazine now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen that game. Now, here's the one I remember. Superman 64. Who remembers this game? That's the one where you fly through the rings. That's the one where you fly through Lex's virtual reality world. Yes. What That was based on the animated series. What a horrible game that was. Like, I play that just to get a laugh half the time. <clears throat> I never played that either because I was I was behind on the 64 curve. And I had it on my Mac, not my MacBook, but the last Mac I had, I had a um, emulator download of it, and they didn't even build the level. <laughs> so when I downloaded it, you're just flying around in white vastness. It looks like Superman in Purgatory. <laughs> like, the characters are there when you approach them, and the rings will show up, but you got to get like an inch from them, and then they show up. Well, here's, walls... well now here's, a, here's something for Will, then. Isn't that the place where Prometheus stayed in, in Justice League? Not well. I mean, inadvertently, yes. Right. We we'll, we will appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, this was a horrible game. Then there's a GameCube game, Shadow of Apocalypse. Um, this wasn't a terrible game. You fight Metallo. This is another one best based on the animated series. I think this came out for PlayStation Two. Also, I had it on uh, GameCube. It's um, so. What we've learned today is you're a Nintendo guy. I do love the Nintendo. Okay. There we go. I do indeed love the Nintendo. Um, what what all is this? I don't. I haven't played this one in years, though. I never um, played it. I, I'm telling you, when it comes to video games, my my days really my heyday ended with the NES. He's really yeah. Well, that's the best in my opinion, anyways. He's really vulnerable in this, which he was always really vulnerable in the animated series anyway. Didn't you get that feeling about it? Because Yeah, they, I mean, they they intentionally powered him down. If he got riddled with bullets, he would start kind of staggering backwards. And I was always like, He's so, get up! Do something! <laughs> <sighs> Be Superman is not so fun. With all that said, you wind up with this as a super flop in this game, Shadow of Apocalypse, and people will call you a super ninny. That said, I'd like to close with one last bit of nostalgia in the form of three bad guys from Superman 2, Ursa Non, and General Zod from the NES version. Now they've got a picture of what they look like. That's funny. I'll put that up in the AAC. 
Well, they look nothing like the Ursa, Nan, and Zod from the game. Now, all this article that I'm pulling from, which I think is from imockery.com, which had a list of the games and what I remember and what I don't remember, um, also from Superman homepage. This was written before the the Mac Daddy of Superman video games came out uh year before last. Of course, I'm talking about Superman Returns. Superman Returns. Now, a lot of people still had flaws with this game. I, however, submit that this is the only game I actually ever felt like I was getting to do something. Yes. I, mean, I, I have played Superman Returns. I can now join the discussion. Okay, jump in. So. I re- <laughs> Thanks. I really just feel like... Everybody's always like, hey... There's some other games people are going to be like, hey, you left out the Justice League games. There was one Justice League game where... It was for SNES, and I don't remember the name of it. I have it somewhere. And it was like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it's a fighter game, and the Justice League are fighting each other. Yeah, because somebody puts a magical spell over the Justice League, and they have to fight each other. All those crazy magical spells. Oh, I left out another one, too, and I actually have this one on Xbox. Superman the Man of Steel. Um, What is this? I have this one. This is a horrible game. Oh, my God. But you get to cool, do some cool stuff. You go to the fan zone, you go to War World, War World in this one. But, oh my god, like, it's... I sound like John Travolta. Oh my god. Oh, uh, oh my it's, god. You... Let me just give you an instance. of. The, have you ever seen this game? This the, is a The Man of Steel game. game? Yeah. No, I never saw that. Tucker bought this game one night and because I, I, he was bored, and he, he, we should have taken it back. I still have it. it it's... It's so horrible. Um, and Tim will appreciate this because I used to tell Tim about this, especially when Bizarro came into the picture on Smallville. There is a Bizarro character in it. Bizarro sounds like a advertising agent. He sounds like a big business executive. Bizarro make fire. Bizarro helps <laughs> Superman. Bizarro, I don't Bizarro know. makes copies. Bizarro am happy. Sally, did you want coffee? <laughs> I'll have the papers to you by three, Mr. Peterson. I mean, Elaine, just, I'm moving to Burma. It's, you know, yeah, it's got a little real J. Peterman feel to it. You know, it's it's a bad, bad game, but it bases around after Brainiac 13 came to Metropolis and uploaded all the technologies of Metropolis is very much advanced, but there's really bad controls. Over, you've got... All the abilities at your fingertips. It's just really bad, bad controls. That one's for the Xbox. It's fun to play just because that's one of the really first ones you actually felt like you were doing something in. Like, it's the the big stepping stone to Superman Returns game, I felt like. Right. And then you get to the Superman Returns game, and you're like, oh, thank you, finally. Well, did EA put that one out as well? What, the Xbox one? Yeah. I don't know who put that out. Didn't really EA don't. put out Superman Returns? Yeah, EA put out okay. Superman Returns. I don't think they put this out. Uh, this Man is Still one. I've got the box over here, but I don't feel like getting up and going to look because I'm just that lazy. Uh, some other company put this out, and I don't know who it is. Anyway, you get to Superman Returns, and, and you get the hype going because it was like Brandon Rouse going to do Clark, uh, Kate Bosworth, you got Gavin Spacey's going to do Lex Luthor, Brian Singer helped direct the game. Uh, John Ottman did not do the music for it, however, but... Still cool, and a lot of aspects of the movie are within the game, even some new stuff, because they added in, like, Metallo, and there's Bizarro in it as well. 
I didn't enjoy the onslaught. The, the how many square miles of Metropolis is there to fly around in before it stops you? I don't even remember. There's tons, tons. It, it goes on forever, and and you don't you don't have to stop. Um, I, I love I love just flying and hit and breaking the sound barrier, and everything gets quiet. Yes, and you're just you, yeah. You you can break the sound barrier, and then about two more times, you you hit a sonic boom. As you're flying, but it's um. There's a lot of stuff to do in this game. You can pick up the the globe off the top of the Daily Planet and throw it. I mean, this is definitely one of those that, if you've been looking for a Superman game, go get this. And because I don't think a better one's going to come out, and a lot of people still have problems with this one. It's hard to do a Superman game. It's hard to have that. Well, they caught on to the right idea when you're. When your power level is not your your or your health meter is not your health meter, it's Metropolis's health meter. Right, and Metropolis' health meter is going down because I mean you're invincible for the most part. Now you've still got, you can still get you know detained, and explosions can happen and fly, fly you know throw you away from what you need to be fighting. And, and you have some stamina stuff. issues there, like if you like if you can run your power down as far as how much heat vision you can do and everything, you have to build that back up. Right, but and I mean then, it's it's a uh, it with the Spider-Man the games, with the Spider-Man games, particularly like Spider-Man Two, you know the the thing that they touted was you feel like you're Spider-Man. You know you've got this free, uh, free reign of going all over New York or wherever you want to go, and and they kind of did the same feel. EA tried to capture that same feel that Activision had with that with with being Superman and being able to have free reign of Metropolis and roam wherever you want to go and that kind of thing. And um, you know, put a little few mini missions in there, you know, here and there. But um, yeah, but I was disappointed there was no John Williams music though. Yeah, the theme is not there. You're talking about mini missions, there's one. Oh my god, I forgot. Mitsupitalik. You got to go find like a hundred cats in Metropolis that he's right, like cats, cats. It was ridiculous. Well, it goes to saving pulling kittens out of a tree. I understand the symbolism. Thank you, Steve. Well, Copernicus. I'm just, I'm but no, I'm just saying. <laughs> Do not like, abuse me. Do not, not abuse me. I'm sorry. Me. I, I, I love you. I'm sorry. I, I would always get to like 98 and I could find the other two. Let's not like, let the pendulum swing completely the other way either. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, you just, you had you got to take it at face value. Okay. Anyway. Um, but then you also get your bizarro missions that you're able to do. The bizarre missions are cool because it's the opposite power. You've got the fire breath and the cold eyes. I can't destroy things fast enough, though, as bizarro. Well, maybe it's your stamina is the problem then. Maybe I just I'm, I I beat the game. You want to blame you want to blame Superman? It sounds like a user error. Well, no, I like I like the game. No, I understand, but I mean, I wouldn't you know complain about Superman not having stamina if you can't get the stuff done fast. Enough. I wasn't complaining about Superman. I was describing the situation. You said there were stamina issues with Superman. Well, I, that was a poor choice of words. Extremely. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my first mistake since joining the Shoe Crew. Oh, <laughs> you say it. You're saying that joining the shoe crew is a mistake. I'm no, following you. That's no, not that's what your first mistake since joining the shoe crew. <laughs> Being that that was the first one, I understand now. Well, it all comes out, doesn't it? <laughs> I understand completely. Now we we really we really have we did have a set thing to do, but I'm just so excited about being back and and excited about shoe coming back that it's 
it's fun to joke around about stuff. And the last, by the way, if you have not picked up uh, the Smallville season four and five companion written by Craig from Krypton site, go get those. I finished season four book yesterday. That was like, I told Craig last night, I was talking to him. He's, he's actually doing season seven book right now. He's on the set in Vancouver. They're filming. Um, <clears throat> I think they just got done filming Veritas. Uh, I enjoy season four more now that I've read that. Really? He just painted some things in a different light, and I was like, eh, I'll buy that. Hmm. It's just, it's just, I'm a little disappointed about the way the books were done, because I thought they were big and, and color pictures like the visual guide, and they're really small and black and white, which at first disappointed me, but then I started reading, and I was like, this is great, who cares? But they're like a little, I don't know, how did I describe them to you? They're like the size of a small textbook. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, not, they're, not they're like, like a, a regular type book, like you'd go to Walden Books and buy on a, on a shelf. Well, somewhere. they're not, no, I mean, they're not like a, fix, a book of fiction you would pick up, because there's big pictures in them and everything. A movie, You said a movie adaptation. Uh, Where it's not a big, big, thick book, but there's the, and there's a the section of pictures in the middle of it. Uh, you know, you know how the how big the death of Superman is. Yes, it's about that size. But, okay, but but a little bigger. Yeah, Does that makes sense. I'm with you. It's not as big as the visual guide, but it's it's a little bit bigger than to the death of Superman. But I'm I mean, I kind of like because they are that small. Because I mean, they fit like in your bookshelf and everything really well. They're not these huge monstrous things. Monstrous. I want to see Cloverfield. They're not these huge. You know. Maybe maybe the size, not the thickness, but the size of a Harry Potter book. <clears throat> I wouldn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I've never read or one or anything, but... Yeah, they're terrible. Don't read them. Really? Thank no, I, for... I really liked them. Okay, you're fired. Um, I'm just trying to get some stuff started on the forum. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I really... I never got into it. Uh, but we've I think we've talked about that before. So, all that being said, per- Persona, Siren... Superman video games. I think we did a good job. We covered it all. Good show. Good show. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna break my arm by pat myself on the back because people probably hate us right now. But hey, go play Superman Returns. Go play Superman Returns, and that will make up for this entire episode. That's what will happen. Until you start fighting the same monsters over and over again. Yeah, that got old. And the but same there's villains. So there's only much, three villains. Like I would. I would ignore. Like I, the little yellow dot would come up, and he'd be like, "You need to fly." Here and save these people. I'm like, Mm-mm, screw them. I'm flying. <laughs> if you well, get- see, that's the thing on on the Spider-Man game. You can do that, and you right. don't. You're not penalized if you miss out on something. Here, boy, that that meter will start going down for Metropolis. But if you stay away far enough away from it that it's just a yellow dot, if it becomes a green dot, you're liable. Yes, it's like it's like Superman the Lawyer. If, <laughs> if it becomes a green dot, you're liable. But if it's a yellow dot, you're fine. Just or Superman needs to get a lawyer. And go blow up the water towers and pick cars up and throw... I mean, it's fine. Your Honor, the dot was not green. (laughs) Denny Crane. (laughs) Judge Vandalay, I have to be honest with you. The dot was not green. Well, we'll have to throw that out then. The dot was not green. I was unaware. Case dismissed. Yeah, we're going to wrap up for today. One thing I do want to mention, though. I've said it before. I'm a producer on... Executive producer on John Schneider's next film, Collier & Company 2... If you want to be a part of movie history, go to callyourfanclub.com. Watch a special video from John where he says my name, and that was cool. Uh, n- not really, I don't care. But 
you know, my whole family was like, hey, he said your name. And I was like, would you think I was lying for like the last nine months about working for him? <laughs> he says my name every time he asks He's for my me on the boss. phone. <laughs> he called me three times yesterday, just, you know, just to tell me to do stuff. It's not like. I wish John Schneider would call me. Well, if you had been in Atlanta, he did call you, Steve. He I know. Didn't why, didn't you, why didn't you leave a message? He said, do you want me to leave a message? And I was like, no, if he's not going to take the time to answer the phone. I got him to call you. I was like, call him because he's not even going to show up and come see us. I was really angry. I told, I was honest with you. That would be a first. Okay. <laughs> go to callyourfanclub.com. <laughs> oh go if you sign up for the fan club, and it's like a $5 fee, pay your due, you get your name in the end credits of Call Your 2. How cool is that? That's 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 cooler than having your names and end credits of Return of the King. Did they do that actually theatrically? I remember they did it on the DVD, the extended. I edition, think I, yeah. it might have just been the DVD. I didn't stick around for the whole. Yeah, thing yeah. I know Fellowship of the Ring. It's it's there. The whole long list. You're in John Schneider's movie. You have your your name listed in the fan glove. That's awesome. That is cool. That is very that. cool. In the meantime, check out our forums. Forums.housefellpodcast.com. I'm going to let Steve take those over completely. Steve, talk about the forums. Just come see us. Come register and jump on. Don't don't be a jerk when you jump on, because that's not a place to be a jerk. We have a good time, and it's fun. Um, you Power can talk- Rangers suck. You can- <laughs> Booyah, Angel Wings. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can talk to any of us uh, on, in the shoe crew. You can ask questions, uh, give thoughts and comments on direction of the show and that kind of thing and just have some good discussions that are going on terrific discussion terrific email us mail at or go to our website at houseofelpodcast.com and be sure and check out our new show if you haven't already and you're a fan of the terminator go to www.skynextpodcast.com got our email mail at skynextpodcast.com or do you see a trend happening here? Or go to our forums at forums.skynextpodcast.com, where you're actually based within the Terminator site forums, which Craig, who owns Krypton site, owns Terminator site, and we're within those forums. But now, if you like the stream of consciousness uh, version of today's show, don't expect that at Skynext. The stream of consciousness, I like that. Welcome to the stream of consciousness podcast with, <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's Welcome terrific. to the Stream of Consciousness podcast, Ink Pen for sale sign. <sighs> Picture of Derek getting really pissed off right here. Hamburger, French fries. Thank you, Steve, for bringing back the, the something that only Will and Houston could purposely do. And well, that was a, that was a you. shout out to Will and Houston. Well, I hate you as much <laughs> as I hate them now. So, <laughs> good job on that, guys. We'll see you next week with a much more down-to-earth episode uh, counting down to persona i'm very much excited uh we're gonna talk a good bit about what we want to see we've talked we've been talking about the past few weeks of what would be cool to happen now we're actually going to get into the meat of what should happen and what we hope the outcome of that is in the final seconds of the episode leading up to siren so we'll we'll see you guys later bye everybody happy 75th Derek. happy 75th steve see you